Kane. Yeah! Canada, round two, three. Oh, fucking amazing! We'll get there, and we'll get there. I, you threw me off. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna come right in with the with, with the entrance because I had to. I had to question your your documentation of our social social media sites because you did update one, but I don't know if you did it in jest or if it's just an old guy thing where you're like, I don't fucking know. Obviously, you don't. Use, I like uh, it this way. So anyway, <laughs> uh, yes, you know what? I decided to uh, first just dive in and just. Go with the Canadian entrance, hey, uh, because yeah, man, you, you've had a couple of trips back and forth, back and forth, as we've all seen. Uh, but glad that you're back and joining us, as of course everybody else who's joining us today. And man, this is one of our latest, latest down to the wire recordings that we've done in a very long time, and which is good because we have a lot to cover. Because you think you know him, he is. Copeland, not you think you know me, it's you think you know him, him. by the way. Now, did you catch that it's Beth Phoenix is the one yep. that is the, that's, I'm down with that. Yeah. We're going to so break I, it all down, man. Edge is in AEW. Yes. What were you going to say with that? I liked the intro video package because they did it like a Tarantino movie. Because that feature presentation. It was Grindhouse. It was Grindhouse. Death Proof. Yep. That's yep. the, it was, and as soon as I saw the vehicle, everything, I would go, I, maybe it's me because I'm extremely partial and I just talked about yeah, this movie like definitely. four days ago, but God damn it. I'm pretty sure that this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it looked so cool. The only and thing, it's, yeah. Uh, go, uh, please. The only other thing I didn't like, they do the aerial shot of the car driving down the street and on the street, it said rated R and he drove over it. I didn't like that. You could have done. Well, that's that. where everybody uh, officially knew it was him. And I was like, uh, then why do the video? It. Yeah. Right. And, all the rest of it looked pretty cool, and if you oh, watch yeah. the media scrum, uh, Edge talks about, and it's gonna get, it's gonna take us a while to not say Edge, but Adam Copeland, Adam Copeland said, it, it, and I say that because if you've heard, uh, Tony was like cringing during the MJF. media scrum. <laughs> well, yeah, he did it, and MJF said it once, and I swear to God, all of a sudden MJF is like, "Thanks for your time, everybody." It was like the shortest speech out of everybody, um, but. During Edge's chat, he said that him and Darby are the ones that went and did the uh, filming for all of that. And I was like, which is fucking awesome. 
Nice. Uh, because obviously he knows the streets around there. He's from Seattle as well. And there's a great story about how he did get spotted, actually, which uh, you should check out. If you didn't watch the media scrum, he did get spotted by one person. Uh, and he just kind of goes, shh. And the kid goes, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, And it never leaked out, obviously. I mean, we all knew awesome. he was going to be there. So the kid's like, yeah, hey, right. Hey, yeah. I saw him there. But yeah, I mean, I he's, he's supposed it. to be there tonight. He's closing the fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see what he did? Uh, they put on Twitter. Beth Phoenix posted on Twitter. At like, not, not Beth. I saw uh, I saw uh, Copeland's entire post. So yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know, but <clears throat> now obviously Beth knew what the hell was going on. It's not like, mm-hmm. but he apparently left a note on the fridge and it said B, and that said it said like uh, what it said. <clears throat> what the hell was it? Taking dog for a walk. Not sure when I'll be back. Might be a few. Something like that. But okay. but it was A E W like and they were all those letters were on top oh, nice. of each other and capitalized and then it said A at the bottom for Adam and Beth was like what the shit is this that was like her Twitter post it was it was pretty fucking funny. Uh, I mean uh, we're diving right into this whole thing, but first let's back up. Let's back up before we get into Adam Copeland. Did I do it on purpose? Look at. I was corrected last week. I didn't know uh, that it's no longer called Twitter. So, under control, I got it now. So, we appreciate you listening to us. Hey, I formally, I'm the professor. This is the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I don't even know if I fucking said that yet, but at least the nope. intro says it if you listen to it. Uh, I'm the professor, Mark Fantasia. He is ODM Joe Rizzo, and we appreciate when you subscribe, like, and share, and listen to us when you're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and the X. So is that is that like the Googles? Because I think it's just X, not the X. Oh, no shit. <laughs> so is it like the Googles? <laughs> We could look it up on the internet. <laughs> can I can I interject? Because the, the intro to this show is all fucked up. We're all over the place here. We just did the I know. I'm like, should like we those, start over? Like is it just the worst one ever? Yeah, it's like the episodes <laughs> of Nitro where they do like a promo package, then commentary, then promo, then match, then the opening intro. That's pretty much what we're doing right here. <laughs> oh, you're talking about this week's Nitro. <laughs> By the way, holy shit. There we go. We're another 10 minutes in. If I haven't... Tease it. We also do the Monday Night Wars in this show. <laughs> so twenty five years later, <coughs> I don't know if you watch a lot of South Park. <clears throat> Excuse me. Not as much as I used to back when I was in high school. So there used to be an episode where somehow what was happening? Like the Japanese were just showing up at aquariums and killing killer whales like violently, and yeah. everybody's trying to figure it out. And they go and they go to like the like the Hiroshima Museum, right? And the Japanese have been under the impression that it was a killer whale that flew the plane that dropped the A-bomb. So the boys come okay. up with this preposterous fucking solution to the problem, which isn't tell them the truth, because obviously you don't want them to know that the Americans did that to you. So they tell them it was a dolphin. So at the end of the episode, all these Japanese dudes with swords, are just they just start killing dolphins at the zoo. Fuck you, dolphin! They somebody put Josh Allen's head and Stefan Diggs' head on a couple of the dolphins, and they just showed the score above it. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, hit the music. The bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now, 
making it happen now. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was getting lost as to where you were kind of going with this for a minute. I was like, man, I'm trying to piece all this South Park shit together. Okay, that happened. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Sure. All this to get to the dolphin. I like that. Now, that was great. Uh, was it you that posted the picture of like a buffalo basically Gorging. eating the head of a fucking do- <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. A little graphic. <laughs> it's fucking great. It's fucking great. It, to me, it was funny because... All right. I had said it silently to myself, and then it, I mentioned it to my wife uh, during the game. I said, wouldn't it be funny if we, you know, the Dolphins got 70 last week. What if we got 70 or just goddamn near it on them? You know what I mean? I'm like, we got pretty close to 50. Was it 48, 49? 48. Yeah, we only won by 48. four touchdowns, you know? Kind of rough. Rough game. Only. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, you know who I don't like? I just I I don't know why it bothers me is the Dolphins coach man. I'm like oh he looks like he Coach like Tapor. Yeah. he looks like he was just really 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 good at calling plays on Madden, and they were like you know what he gets the the game system. He understands the it's like. It's like Fat Jonah Hill and Moneyball. And Moneyball, you know what I mean? Like he understands just the statistics side of things, and I feel like that's why he the, he's the coach. He looks like a touch hole. He, he definitely looks like a touch hole. Have you seen? <clears throat> so do you know he's from Denver? That was like part of the whole big story with them putting that uh, seventy oh. points up on Denver. He's from Denver. Do you know that at one point he was the ball boy for the Broncos? He was a ball boy. Does that mean he used to take it, uh, John? Balls LA's deep. Balls? Yeah, maybe. There's a picture. I'm trying to find it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna text it to you. L- make sure you look at it while you know we're uh, recording here because it is. It only will further your opinion of him. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so while we're waiting for that to come through, you actually did uh, half mention to me, and I said, "Nah, fuck it. Let's bring it to not the table, but to the the recording." Uh, we have a dolphin fan uh, that we both know in common. Um, I'm sorry, what, what is it, the refs did, did he complain about? It, it was something along the lines of, and it was a post like, hey, we're hanging out for the game, we're doing this, you know, and then I was just scrolling through, you know, Facebook while we were watching it, and I saw a comment. Somebody said, you know, Bills will win, and his response was something like, yeah, if the refs keep helping him this way, which is ridiculous. Because, In what way? Yeah, there, there weren't really a lot of penalties that, that I can think of. My money big. says... There was a pass interference one. There was a big pass interference one. I was just going to say, the Diggs uh, pass interference, I'm sure, towards the beginning, but from every angle, that dude was all over him. Oh, dude. That was a pass interference. Yeah, so, D- and, D- and Diggs was breaking ankles out there left and right. So. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, oh, the picture came through. So, uh, oh, my God. Oh, that makes me upset that I even had to see that. That's going to fuck. It's probably going to end up being part of this logo, too. 
Oh. oh, what a touch hole. All right. Well, so go Bills. Um, the go funny Bills. thing is we play TK's team in Wembley, which is kind of funny. Uh, and the Jags have been there for not only this game, but they're going to be coming up for this game. Over the last game, but they're going to yeah. be coming up against Strike the Bills here. It. Correct, yeah. Uh, they're, but they actually won in London. But to me, it's kind of like, even though the Bills are technically <clears throat> the home team, they have the home field advantage by staying there all week and not having to travel like the Bills do. But fuck it, we're pros, we're the shit. But here is my issue. Is uh, I never can trust the Jags. I it's it's all you know what I mean. I'm like I always kind of get a little bit worried about them. But the biggest fucking problem is the game starts at 9:30 Eastern. Have you ever watched a live NFL game at 6:30 in the morning on the West Coast? Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Um, no, no. But I mean, hey, it's 12 o'clock <laughs> somewhere. It's 6 a.m. somewhere. Oh, it's gonna be a wake and chicken bake. Let's get into some wrestling, man. So the the cool thing is, yeah, yeah, I forgot we do that on this show. Uh, We did say Edge Opland is all elite. We knew he was going to be there. Now, look at, I know that you were in uh, Canada, so I'll tell you right now, I did watch Wrestle Wrestle Dream. We're going to break it all down. I'll get into all of that. But talking about his return in particular, And some of the things we've already touched on, you know, his media scrum, he was real excited. The thing that kills me the most is Tony goes, and and we're real happy to announce that his first match will be on October 10th or whatever it is. He goes, against, and he goes, and the man he was in there with tonight, which was, could have been Christian, Nick Wayne, or Lucha Show. Or Dino Show or Dino Dingleberry douchebag. He's fighting a dinosaur as his first match in AEW. Not off to the start that I thought it would be. I do want to talk about his return, okay? Just the one part of the return, and then I'll get into all of Wrestle Dream soon after we uh, nail in some news. My favorite part is I already had the notion in my head. I go, huh. When he comes out, he's going to be able to go to his personal left. Camera side right. I go, he'll go there. And as soon as I start walking over, running over, I go, there's no way he's going to that side. I go, they haven't shown that side all night. He just comes to a stop in the middle of the stage. And I go, ah, there it is. How does it feel that you had the return? Yo, there was, I'm not being sarcastic. I saw the pictures of what it looked like. There was more people inside Fort Myers when Jeff Hardy returned. And to me, nobody can argue this. I was there. <laughs> I, Jeff Hardy had a louder pop, I felt, than Edge. Because I feel like the video package kind of... Uh, Gave already too much away that by the time the song hit by right. Cundalingus that it, it it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people already knew it was him, so it was just a building. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was it was an okay return. It was very expected. And I'll give it to Little John. You know, way to shoehorn it in or or uh, play kayfabe or whatever it was by 
announcing the day before the pay-per-view, and we're closing with Christian versus Darby Allen. Bro, couldn't you have at least just let the card play out and then all of us do the math and go, huh, they are going to close with it. Cool way to do it. You do it right there. It, the only way I feel like you did it was for pay-per-view buys. It's the only thing I could think of. You know what yeah, I mean? Like to get, probably. It, probably. Or even tickets. <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah. Seems that way. Edge returned to, an, or not returned, or debuted in a new company to a, well, eight, 9,000 at best. At best. You'd get more or the same at a WWE house show in Rochester. You know what's really funny is I did see a very funny meme, and it's going to tie into when I talk about later's uh, upcoming pay-per-view for Fastlane, but it's like what you get during a dark show, and it's like John Cena versus like uh, Santos Escobar. Not necessarily him, right? But like it's a really good sure. match. And what you get on Raw, and it's the same pictures because it really has been what it's every week. It's Judgment Day versus Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and then also, and it's intertwined, now Cody Rose. And it's going to all play the same, even to the pay-per-view. The last several weeks has really been that way with Raw. They kind of went a little stagnant, I feel like. A lot of repeats of stuff. Just flip-flopping guys. Right. But, let's get into just a, a little bit of other news. Have you seen the reports by any chance that Triple H and Stephanie are supposed to be divorcing? I saw a snippet, and I think it was like a... I don't even know if there was a link to an article. I was just like doom scrolling, and I saw you know, a wrestler seems to think that... I don't remember if it said, you know, doesn't doesn't think that they're separated or... Yeah, so basically what I saw was inferring that they are already separated. No shit. Yeah, but I mean, who the fuck knows, man? I, you know, I don't know. You told me if I married you, I would have the company one day. Right. I don't have the fucking company, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder how that would all play out, too. It's not like the dude's uh, hurting for money. Go do whatever the fuck he wants. Dude, I told you. I said this before when things look shaky over there. Bring in Triple H and let him run AEW, dude. Let him run it. It's I've already terrorizing. Said it terrorizing um, <laughs> nice <laughs> thank you thank you uh one thing i found that was kind of interesting and i think that if there was a place for him and i'd like to see him especially especially against a guy like moxley sammy callahan has finished up with impact wrestling after six years he was a long world champion he was one that dropped it to tessa blanchard for her to become like a full-blown bigot. And, but then, you know, he did the real hardcore shit for impact for the last several years. Um, he was something and it's bothering me right now off the top of my head. Oh, Solomon Crow. He was Solomon Crow in Mm -hmm. NXT for a little bit before he went to impact. I could see him going AEW, and I know that, you know, they pick up a lot of people, but this one I think would actually be a decent fit. I don't see him going to WWE. Yeah, no, I don't think so, because he's not going to want to go to NXT, nor should he. Um, I, honestly, you're right. He would fit in well with AEW, and you immediately put him against Moxley. Those two can stab each other all night. Man, I didn't put it in here, but speaking of NXT, did you happen to read the article? Shawn Michaels believes NXT right now 
is on the level of the Attitude Era. Okay, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, I don't no. know where he's going. They're doing that. a lot better. They're doing a lot better. I, mean, I think I think they're starting to get the same views as AEW, maybe even more. Well, it's funny you say that. Um, you know who's not getting views? Heels. <laughs> they're canceled. <laughs> uh, after what? They didn't even finish the second season. Are they uh, even allowed to? So, they're just yeah. like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, it all just might be in the can, so they just might release it all at once. I thought it was the third season for it some reason. Be. I, I Who gives doesn't a shit? matter. It's yeah. done. Punk doesn't have a job in AEW, doesn't have a spot on uh, heels anymore. Uh, but we were talking about NXT. It's funny. I see so many funny memes of, well, Punk would fit in really well at NXT. Or people have actually said it. I was like, that'd be hysterical. But out of boredom. I did get to watch No Mercy from NXT on Saturday night. You know, watch the the late version of this. But did you happen to get to see the opening package, the video package that they did? No. It took me four seconds to mark out and go, I'm in. The opening of this video package is an N64 just sitting there. Oh, yeah. Someone grabs the game and puts No Mercy in, and then all of a sudden they start going, picking through like you would have on the game, No Mercy. So you pick, uh, it was funny, you pick uh, Becky Lynch, but then you go past her finding someone else. He goes, nah, okay, fine, I will go back to Becky Lynch. And then they find Tiffany Stratton, and it does the video package for them. Dominic Mysterio versus... uh, Trick-ass Mark. Uh, Trick Williams. Did you say trick that hoe? No, trick-ass Mark is what I said. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, close enough. Uh, and we'll get into that, too. But the video package was a complete nod to what everybody calls one of the best video games of all time for wrestling. And it was it was cool, man. I'm like, I haven't seen something like this. Whoever's idea it was, kudos, man. If you have not checked it out, it was a great way to start the pay-per-view. And then up next comes out Bron Breaker, who's wearing, I don't know, a dead entire wolf or something on top of his head. Um, like a whole lone, like skin, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, the whole body of it and everything. And then you hear Bron Breaker's music come out. Or I'm sorry, I have proper, uh, 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 Baron Corbin, who comes out on a motorcycle with... Uh, the skull mask that goes like nose down, like a face mask. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? This was a fucking brawl, and I hate to say this. I mean, it's it that's kind. It's kind of saying like, what's the movie? Uh, no, I can't use that one. That's 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 bad. I can get in trouble for that one. I'll just say this: this is the best Baron Corbin match of all time. Wow. And again, it's like, you know what I mean? But it's like, what are you picking from? I think back in his early NXT days, he was having stellar matches. I mm. uh, got to the main roster. I mean, and, you know, he had matches with Rollins and all this shit, but it was all very character gimmicked in this happy, sad Corbin. And this right here was an ass kicker. And I could not believe it. He ends up winning the match. Huh. He beats Braun Breaker. Dude, unbelievable. I was kind of shocked for this whole thing. Yeah, what's happened to Braun Breaker? He's slipping, isn't he? 
putting people over, maybe, but like kind of like in a good way, maybe. He hasn't that was been my thought. I go, wow, this guy hasn't. Well, I go, this guy hasn't gone up to the main roster. I go, maybe he wants to stay in NXT and do the good and bad. You know what I mean? Well, here's a, he here's my thing. Kid, okay. So. Well, yes, but here is here's the big thing. Okay, if you go up to the main roster, you could get just lost in the shuffle. You know, everybody's like, well, oh, my God, it's going to suck for Adam Copeland because he's going there and he's not going to be on TV. Or, or he's going to be on TV, but in bullshit stuff, blah, blah, blah. Well, WWE is only finding fit to use him twice a year at best right now. Yeah. They don't have room for him. Mm-hmm. But he feels that like he's got enough gas left in the tank to get out there and do something. So, fine. Do your thing. For Breaker... He's on NXT TV every week, so I guess you can kind of call that himself a win. If he goes up to main roster, he might just be in a dancing duo on Raw before you know it. Just my own personal opinion. But also maybe losing to Baron Corbin, who knows? Maybe he's going to be debuting somewhere soon. But Trick Williams comes out, and look at, I'm a very, very big fan of the movie Hustle and Flow. I assume you are too. You got Terrence Howard. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You got so Trick. Loves I the have kids. not watched. Say that again. Trick loves the kids. Never mind. Yes. Oh no, I got it. I got it. I got it. The crowd is automatically singing "Whoop That Trick," which so tells me I haven't been watching the show enough to see that the crowd apparently sings this when he comes out. And it was immediately, whoop, that trick, whoop, that trick. And, of course, me, I'm like, I like this movie. You know what I mean? It's it, But all of a sudden, you got Booker T doing the get him. You know, the, what's it, Anthony Edwards, his part or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Except he gets into it a little too much. And it was bothering the fuck out of me. And I was like, ah, you just ruined a good thing for me, Booker. It was like this. Whoop that trick. Yeah, whoop that trick. All right, whoop that trick. Oh, yeah, get him. Whoop that. I was like, oh, we're turning this down. Turning in the <laughs> down. We're <Mute>. down. <sighs> Wasn't a fan of that. But Dirty Dom comes out. Now, Dragon Lee is already out there, and he is your uh, special referee. And he's already been in a feud with Dirty Dom. Dom comes out and is supporting a really hard black eye that apparently he got on Tuesday from Dragon Lee. So, and it was just getting worse. And it was a real good looking one. My, what I love the most is just these little things. Dom walks in, he's all fucking cocky and shit, you know, being himself. And he's supposed to hand the title over after they do the uh, announcement. They did the trick announcement. You get Dom's announcement. And he's supposed to hand the title over to Dragon Lee. And he's raising it up in the air. He turns around and goes to hand to him. And not even stopping slowly, just drops it on the ground right in front of Dragon Lee. And just walks over to the other rope. It was just those little things where I'm like, God, he's, a, he's good at being a prick. He's the best heel in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really is good. <clears throat> I, if you asked me a year ago if I'd be sitting here being like, Dom, is the, this is so good, I would have been like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I don't think so, we expected uh, this. Yeah, but it was uh, Trick Williams wins the North American title, which is cool. But then it's funny because, uh, you know, because we have to do such a late recording on Raw. 
Rhea Ripley told Dom, you either bring the North American title back home or don't bother coming home. Oh, God. And I was like, if that's the case, uh, if we could, let's get the title right back on Dom. I hate to say it, but I'm like, don't break them up. I need I yeah, need Rhea no. and Dom together. Yeah, you can go another way. I'm sure you can figure something out. But yeah, don't split them up. No, it's too early. All right. So you got the Tony D'Angelo and something else. The Mafia guys. That's what I'm going to call them. I yeah, those guys. The Mafia shit. dudes. It was four tag teams in a fatal four-way. One cool moment, obviously extremely choreographed and well-timed, was everybody had an opponent up on the top rope, and everybody goes to do a superplex. And it was the problem is one guy goes, one, two. And I was like, oh, come on. We could have done something a little bit better than that. Like, just to me, I don't know. Have the ref clap or do something and everybody goes. Yeah. But the execution of it looked really cool. I will say that. It, it was where everybody did it. No one clunked into each other. Everybody went the exact right way to turn where huh. it was like an almost in a square and no one even oh, touched the other person. Oh, okay. Like parallel to the ropes, kind of. Yeah, looked All really, right. really good. I was kind of surprised by how it, how it was. Um, after this, we get... Oh, and the, the Mafia guys, they are your tag team champions, and they retained in this. Now, post our recording, and which, by the way, last week, if anybody listened and you got lucky to listen for the first hour while the show was released, I fucking apologize. But, yeah, anyway. Um, we were too late to the party to talk about it, but you got a Brian P- uh, Pillman promo. And with this promo, it's him watching a TV. And the first thing you see is they, they go, here at the nightly news. And then he clicks over and it's a Bengals game or practice. And then uh, they click over one more time. It's WCW Saturday night. And then TV turns off. That was it. That was the promo. And with everything it was, how old school the Bengals looked, I was like, God, that could have been Pillman in that thing. hundred percent. How did AEW and, fuck this up? Oh my God. Look, look what they Thank did you. in a 15 second vignette where you don't even yep. see the guy. We pop because we you, know damn well who it is. And you texted me. You said <clears throat> champ in a year. And I was like, oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yep. Maybe even if it's North American, I can, I could be okay with that. But mm-hmm. A uh, little bit different on the No Mercy pay-per-view. After that, all of a sudden he does more clicking. He says, welcome to NXT. And you see some guys who were in NXT, but now they're in the, the big leagues, like up on like Solo Sokoa up on uh, SmackDown, showing all these big moments. And then shows a couple more NXT things, and it clicks the, the TV. He clicks TV off, and with the black screen through the reflection... You see the Bengals type uh, colors, like the uh, uh, mascot, the logo, the t- the shirt that he always fucking wore, and you could see his face a little bit just within the reflection, kind of like the Eddie and the Cruisers ending I talked about. Um, and so it's a hundred percent. They're you know they've already basically without saying the name, even showing him, Pillman is heading in, and it's looking so strong. Oh. I marked out. Yeah. Now, what I had wondered is the that first uh, video package. Well, they both had the same thing, except this one was extended. The first part with the here with the nightly news, I was like, I wonder if that was Pillman's crash. Oh, definitely. It just made me wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, like how this. It was all very old school looking stuff. 
So I was excited to see the match between Noam or Noam Dar or however you say his name against Butch. And it was the Heritage Cup match because Butch won the entire Heritage Cup tournament. So now he gets to challenge Dar in a Heritage Cup match, which is six three-minute rounds. And let's say end of round one, nobody gets pinfall. It's fine. We did zero zero. Go to second one. If you if falls happen on either one of them, whoever has the most falls at the end of each uh, uh, fall or at the end of each round gets a point. Anyway, it was okay. I liked it. They were heading in tied towards the end. Butch got a, a point early, which made me go, so he's not winning. And then Dar's people came in. Joe Coffey, who uh, Butch defeated towards the end of the tournament, came in. And it was a clunker of a fucking shitty final ending to the match that seemed pretty decent for what it was. Uh, It was just a little too overbooked, I felt, for the end of it. That was my only downfall for this entire pay-per-view, believe it or not. Um, In the match that I didn't necessarily expect that would be, you had Carmelo Hayes taking on Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov comes out first. Dragunov comes out with his red robe, and he has the red contacts in his eyes. And the way they made it look was, like, devilish looking. It was, it was awesome. And Hayes comes out, but or before he does, he, he you hear him, like, talking or rapping. And he says this one thing, and he, and he says it real fast. He goes, where you got to stick to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. And I go, what the fuck? What is that? What is that? And I had to pause. I go, what is that? And I'm like, it's waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers. I'm like, I had to look it up because it bothered me that I couldn't move on. But I know, I'm like, he just stole some line and it's bothering me. But his entrance, do you remember when the Undertaker lost the streak to Brock Lesnar? He did all the caskets and he did predicting Brock Lesnar's casket right there. Well, he did the same, Carmelo Hayes did it with basketball jerseys. People he's defeated. Waller's name was up there. Grayson Waller, uh, Braun Breaker. It said Ilya Dragunov won. And then it had other names, Wesley, all these guys. And then it said Ilya Dragunov 2 for tonight with, with that name on it. Same kind of thing, calling your shot. It was a real cool looking thing with the jerseys. But Dragunov won. Dragunov won the NXT championship. And on a night, I did not actually think he was going to win it. There's a lot of moments where I I was like, okay, now he's done that. There's no way that, oh, 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 another fucking kick out. Okay, okay. It was great match. Very hard hitting. It's a Dragunov match, obviously. Right. Um, He got real busted open on his head. And they had to put uh, the gloves on. But speaking of being busted open, the main event was the women's NXT championship match, which was Becky Lynch defending the championship in an extreme rules match against Tiffany Stratton, former champion. And as they battled up and down in the arena early on, Stratton got busted open right on the side of her head. And I don't know, to me, 
look badass. It's kind of like the first time that we all saw Becky get her her nose busted open and she kept right. fighting and we're like, that's a badass bitch. It's kind of the same thing with Stratton. Um, and uh, Lynch gashed her arm real bad using, uh, what is it, a baseball bat that had a shitload of barbed wire on it that she, oh, okay. I guess, had to get six stitches in her arm. It's not for everybody, Becky. Yeah. Um, right. But I did have the weird, the main reason I watched this show. What if? What if they don't main roster her? What if Jade Cargill shows up here tonight? You know? Here is the one thing I will say about this, and I kind of agree with Mickey James. If you want to headline a WrestleMania, get your reps in. Go to NXT. Yeah, that's what I was saying. She's still green as shit. I don't care if she's a star just or Just get the reps in. If you want to actually make it there like everybody else, just even a, a, half a year, a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nakamura did basically exactly one year, if I'm not mistaken, or two. And he's a, he was a seasoned pro at that point. Exactly. Now, Sunday. How did this compare? <laughs> have, you, have you seen that meme of Ben Affleck leaning into Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> There's only 14 more matches to go, and then she looks really irritable. Yeah. Um. Can before you get into this, because you know, I'm, I see you got notes very, very detailed. What? What's? What's this new era? <laughs> uh, Edge, the Copeland oh. era. That's dumb. Okay. Let me ask you this question: How many special announcements have been really special? None. This welcome to the era, the era of bullshit. Yikes! Nothing changed this entire pay per view. I was expecting things. Very obvious ending, but I was like, okay, you know, but maybe some great things can happen along the way. Mm. Just wasted a lot of time. Anyway, Zero Hour had a eight-person mixed tag. Two men, two women on each side. Yep. And one of them was Keith Lee. And I go, oh, I got time. Yeah, I can take the dogs out. Yeah, you, you need me to take? I can take the dogs out. I got time. Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know who won. Because when Doesn't I matter. saw that, it, they said, they showed the logo. And it, so literally, like I'm like, all right, I get a mixed tag. But two and two on each side? Oh, that's too much for me. Uh, up next, we had Claudio Castagnoli defeating Josh Barnett, who I think is maybe from the Seattle area, if I had to put that at, at best. Um, I was kind of in and out of this match, knowing that uh, I knew what the night was going to be. I knew it was going to be a four, four and a half hour banger of a night where I had to right. be paying attention or or maybe not have to. But uh, So I was kind of in and out of this, but Moxley was on commentary for this. And I didn't know this. And he makes a joke later on that he got, quote unquote, fined for some stuff he said on the pre-show. And I'm not sure if it's true. I have to go back and check it out. Do you know anything of what he may have said? No, I didn't catch what he said. I did see a headline that he got fined. But Eh. kayfabe, pal. Yeah. Well, Luchasaurus squashed Nick Wayne, who is another hometown guy, uh, Nick Wayne. 
And then the acclaimed retain the trios championship. What a what a fucking waste. I was like, okay, maybe I could be on board for this. TMDK, which, you know, the Mighty Don't Kneel, which is the same group that Zack Sabre Jr. heads, and he is going to be taking on Danielson tonight. I go, now that would be a cool... You know what? Give them the trios championship. You give everything to everybody else around here. Who gives a fuck? Just give it to these guys. So that'd be Shane Hayes, uh, Mikey Nichols, and Bad Dude Tito. But no, uh, 60-year-old Billy Gunn and... The scissoring guys defeated real pro wrestlers. So I knew we were off to a really good start. Sounds amazing. So how do you have a Wrestle Dream pay-per-view start off? A-E-W. Wrestle Dream. A-E-W. Wrestle Dream. Why do I say it like that? Because just like our last several pay-per-views, we start off with a Ring of Honor match. A Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match, which we found out on Dynamite the day our show aired that Adam Cole broke his foot in three different places. Yeah, I saw and, that. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And now look. It, it, all right. Before we get into the main card, I guess let's at least take a step back here. Let's talk about Dynamite for a second. It's going to kind of lump in everything we've, we're talking about all together here. But um, on Dynamite. MJF goes toe-to-toe in a conversation with Jay White in easily one of the most boringest promos I've watched in a very long time. Could have all been cut down in like four minutes. Some cool things were said, but a lot of just bullshit. Uh, And Jay kind of put him in his place saying, I'll be the one to usher in the new era, the Jay White era, and I'll take that title from you. Another reason where I was like, "Hmm, maybe Wrestle Dream could be something cool to see. And at the end of said uh, Dynamite, you see four people beating up Jay White. And you see the MJF mask. And then he pulls the camera down. And a lot of people have the speculation that maybe it was Adam Cole. And that's why I'm bringing up about the, the broken foot before we get into that match. Because he did have the whole thing about his foot there. But if you go back to their match after All In in Wembley, when they're sitting backstage talking with each other... You see MJF's uh, coat, and you see Adam Cole's coat. But MJF is sitting in front of uh, his own coat. But where Adam Cole sits in front of his own coat has MJF's mask. Mm -hmm. Which he did wear out that night to All In, but why was it hanging above Adam Cole's coat? Right. So it's kind of one of those little things. And is he the one behind this attack on Jay White? Who knows? <sighs> probably not. It's probably fucking Horton Swaggle. It's probably something done. It's probably it's something like Roddy. It's probably Roddy. Oh my God. Yeah. It's probably hit, yep, in the kingdom. And like one other person, like Juice, <laughs> just turning on Jay. <laughs> oh boy. But uh, so with all that being said, two other things did happen on Dynamite before they even had the par- uh, promo about Adam's leg. You see a video of them fishing together, both MJF and Adam Cole fishing in what appeared to be like what, like 
Long Island or something like that, like the the water out there or something like it that. It probably would be, yeah, I have no idea, though. I just saw the still picture. So it was funny because there, he goes, do you want another beer? The beers, to me, looked very, very, very similarly uh, close to the ones that Punk was drinking during the media scrum, those green and white can things. And I was like, I really Oh, that was seltzer water, but yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's like, but do you want a beer? And they kept, then they were drinking those instead. I'm just saying, like, they kept going, do you want a beer? Want a beer? And I didn't know if they were just, anyway. Yeah, it could be. Unless, and it could be just close. But he goes, yeah, let me grab you a beer. MJF stands up. And grabs the dynamite ring and puts it on his finger. And as he's doing it real slow, and you hear the crowd go, oh, like that. And all of a sudden, Adam goes, Max, you weren't thinking about coming out here and putting on the dynamite ring and hit me from behind and dump me in the ocean, were you? And he starts taking the ring off. What? No, my God. Are you? That is the very last thing I was going to do. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Fucking awesome. I love it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. I, I'm on for that. And then they catch a fish. Holy shit, it's a tough one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a shitty use of a 30-plus year wait on Captain Insano. Yeah. And it's funny because he has the hook in his mouth. He's like, are you guys? He pulls it out. He goes, are you kidding me? Captain Insano can't even take a swim. And all of a sudden, he's just drinking beers, and he's fine. That's it. Yep. It was all good up until there. Nostalgia. Yeah, well, shitty kind. Uh, MJF does retain against uh, the Righteous, which two on one, because he had to defeat him in a handicap match. Does the kangaroo kick, all that bullshit. There was a part where MJF grabs Vincent's nuts and Taz goes, it's a five on two, which I thought was really fun. I thought that was a a, a good, uh, good line by Taz. And then from there, one of my favorite parts was MJF rolls out of the ring and goes up to a girl and goes, here, will you massage my shoulder? And the girl starts doing it. But then this one guy from behind just reaches his arm over and kind of shrugs hers out of the way. Just another fan, another guy. And he starts rubbing. And you know the bald security guy, the real big one, right? The mm-hmm. Yep. Walks over and goes, hey, and like shoves his arm off. And I was like, that was fucking hysterical. The fan just reached in and started doing the massage. And, and MJF did another fucking difference. <laughs> Jesus. What a shit show. Um, the next match was Eddie Kingston defeating uh, Katiori Shibata, defending both the Ring of Honor world title and the never open weight, or never, the strong never open weight. Who gives a shit? Titles are meaningless. Thank you. But because he is the pure champion, they kept teasing throughout the whole match. What if we had a modern triple crown champion? When's the last time we've had? And I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. If Shibata wins tonight, I go, we have that. I go, I kind of wish that his title was already on the line. They just made it a triple crown championship. Right. It would have been meant. That would have meant more to me. Um, This match to me, I swear to God, is an American version 
of Shibata versus Tamahiro Ishii from Wrestle Kingdom 10. The one where they beat the living piss out of each other. And you know that match. It was a lot like that where Kingston sitting down. Give me it. Harder. Go ahead. That ain't shit. The way the chops were. The kicks to the back. The chest. Everything. Fantastic match. It was a great tribute to what is your... Uh, tribute to Antonio Inoki because it's on the anniversary of his death one year ago. And I did send you a picture before the night begins. Uh, the Inoki family is in the ring and everyone's wearing Inoki red scarfs, including that old Mark TK. He's a, he's a cosplay guy, man. You know, first Martha Hart's got him going with the hats and now he's got it's the funny red scarf. Cause I, I have a logo saved for like two months. It's just a picture of him dressed like Orange Cassidy sitting next to Orange Cassidy. I was like, it's just going to write itself one of these days for our show. Definitely. <laughs> and then here he is wearing the red scarf. Oh, he kind of looks like when uh, when that dude was a ball boy for the, the <laughs> yeah. Broncos when he was a yeah. kid. Yeah, all he needs is a, a vape pen in his front pocket. <laughs> uh. Chris Statlander retained the TBS championship against Julia Hart, who had a really, really, really good showing. She had a great match, and I was like, okay, take the title. Take it. Of course, they didn't. You have a four-way tag team match. Now, (laughs) something that's funny that happened on Dynamite, by the way, is you had a number one contender to who's going to face Phoenix for the international championship. Nick Jackson. Yes, that one. Boo! Yep, that Hartley boy is going to be supposedly taking on Phoenix for the the international championship tonight on Dynamite. So, naturally, the Young Bucks should win the number one contender Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Championship uh, match. And they did. Against the Lucha Brothers, Orange Hook, and the Guns. With FTR being the champions... When I started looking at everybody, I'm like, I don't want Orange Hook. I could be okay with a Lucha Brothers match, but I'd really maybe probably entertain a Guns match. Maybe it would yeah. be <clears throat> a good rub for them. I'm fine with that. Being also that they're the former champs. And <laughs> Phoenix was out of the match real early. He, I don't, they, they said it's a kayfabe that he was injured, but he was out of the match real early and never returned. Kind of a, a sloppy match, if you will, altogether. But what was saved by that right there was the upcoming match, which was Swerve Strickland with the Mogul Embassy coming to the ring with him, taking on Hangnail Adam Page. Now, real quick step back. Dynamite, one of my favorite parts was right before they did show that guy in the mask, Swerve and Hangnail had a face-to-face contract signing, just as we always have to. And the best line I thought that Swerve delivered, and I'm sure you've all heard by now, is what is a buckshot to a kill shot? And, you know, it's just, just those little things. And first... If you have not watched Prince Nana at all, to me, 
he is becoming a new national treasure to pay attention to when you're watching any form of a Swerve Strickland match or any of those guys. Prince Nana's dancing is phenomenal. He is just (laughs) off the charts. And Swerve and Hangman delivered. You knew they were going to. As much as, you know, I am on a punk side and I absolutely hate the fact that Hangnail did the, I don't need to listen to legends or anybody above me or blah, blah, blah. Bedazzled jeans. Right. Yeah, with butterflies on them. Get the butterflies, Chew. To me, this is my issue is because he's fucking good. He has good matches. That's the problem with him. And him and Swerve delivered. It was a great match. Swerve pulls out the win. Swerve has grown on me. uh, You know, so I'm glad this delivered. And you're right. I, you know, I won't take it away from Hangnail. <laughs> Just using that now, because you're right. He he typically does deliver. He's got the energy. The crowd, for some reason, gets behind him. My problem with him, not a lot of creativity there. It's a lot of copy and paste. It's a lot of two K mash the buttons and do the same combos till your finisher comes up. It's fair. I do like Swerve's finisher, man. That kick to your skull is just the way he runs up, and it's just like a, I don't know, man. Just I, I couldn't even tell. You. It's like a Street Fighter kick. It's just right? I like. Very big fan of Swerve, um, and you know, coming from MLW to NXT and being a part of the failing, uh, Hit Row. Hit Row. Yeah, and now he's over here doing this. I would love to see him be a contender for a world championship. Don't Definitely even do down the TNT. Line, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The next match we had, uh, John Moxley comes out on commentary. And I go, huh? Now, again, I didn't know he did this earlier. And I was like, wait, this motherfucker concussed? We're going to let him talk on this thing? Okay. (laughs) Ricky Starks took on Wheeler Yuta, and this match was signed Wednesday, so we never even knew this thing was going to happen last we recorded. And it was a good match between both guys. Um, and Ricky Starks ended up defeating Wheeler Yuta with the help of Big Bill. But Moxley is all right on commentary, and that's when he goes, I got fined earlier for some of the things I said on commentary, and I was like, well, then why would you be back out here? But Yeah, right. And then he's badass. Yeah. And I, he didn't bleed, which I was kind of upset with. I was like, well, maybe he'll bleed somehow. <laughs> that would have been that would have been fucking fantastic. Like you're not even just all of a sudden they're bleeding. The, just their pant, they just pan over and boom, he's bleeding. I would have just laughed so fucking hard. If even if he was like, well, I had to do it for everybody. Uh, so up next we get the technical wrestling classic of the night, which was Brian Danielson taking on Zack Saber Jr. And of course Danielson being the hometown guy. It's funny. Forbidden Door comes out to Final Countdown. Uh, I believe it was all out against Ricky Starks in the in the strap match. Comes out to Final Countdown. Hometown. Uh, it comes out to the... Yeah. I was kind of expecting Final Countdown. And he ends up defeating Zack Sabre Jr., which I saw Bully Ray didn't like the ending. That... Because it ended with a knee strike to the face. Right. After all them, right? the submission the entire time. Yes. 
but after all the submission attempts the entire time. And I said, you know what? I'd rather that though. But it makes. I don't want to see either one of them tap out. Yeah, it makes sense. No, neither one of them taps out. And oh my god, we're technical. We're technical. We're technical. And Danielson's like, well, fuck this. None of that's work. And I'm gonna fucking put him to sleep. Right. Yep. There. It's funny because another. I can't remember who it was that I read. They were like, well, seemed like everything to do was almost too choreographed with the uh, submissions. I'm like, but some of them look like when he was when one of them struggled out. They grabbed onto something, and it didn't even look like they were planning to it. And that could be, could be wrong on my part, but I'm just saying, like, some things did have a clunky look, but that's what it should be when you're having a right. mat wrestling match. Mm-hmm. It's not um, always look pretty. And what's crazy is Moxley is still on commentary <laughs> during this match. <laughs> uh, by the way, I am going to give you just main card, because I know it's going to come out from... Meltzer very soon. I'm going to give you my star rankings for this ma- for this pay-per-view because I can't wait to see what he does. Uh, but up next, the heels of the Don Callis family, which was uh, Kenosuke Takeska with Will Ospreay and Sammy Guevara, which who's donning a new Scarface kind of mode. His entrance looks like the Scarface logo, the silver and black with the red. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of even dressing like Tony Montana. Uh, and they defeated, and I'm putting the name in. I'm putting the name like this together: the Golden Jet Lovers. So, Golden Lovers is Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, uh-huh. Kunki Ibushi, and <laughs> Chris Jericho and Omega are now calling themselves the Golden Jets. Which I don't know why, but to me, all I can think of is if you ever watch a movie Central oh. Intelligence with I. Uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. He's like, oh, the Golden Jet, baby. That's that's all I can think of. I know there's another reference to it as well. They're uh, they're from Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Jets. It's a hockey team. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So these are the Golden Jet lovers, is what, or Golden Lover Jets, or the Jet-loving Golders. Better than Goldens. the Golden Shower lovers, I guess. Ooh. Jetstream. And they lost to the Heels, luckily. Um, and FTR retained their tag team titles against Aussie Open. And I guess, uh, I think it was Fletcher broke his wrist during the middle of the match and still continued. Um, and I have to, uh, correct myself on this before anybody even had to do fact checking. This was their second meeting. I thought that this was their rubber match. It was, they've only had one before it was Royal quest last year. This past Sunday was number two. And in your main event, Christian Cage versus Darby Allen in a two out of three falls match for the TNT championship. Christian retains and kills Darby Allen. Have you seen the shit that he did to him? Throwing him on the stairs like a very unprotected on the side of the stairs from the top of the uh, ring apron. It, to, they took the... They, cut everything on the mat so it's just straight wood and the coffin drop miss everything i mean it was just the only thing really 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 bad yeah the only things that i've seen are one is that tarby actually is legitimately legitimately hurt which doesn't surprise me because the way he throws his body around um and two just the memes of everybody saying it was really nice that christian helped the ring crew break down (laughs) (laughs) uh 
there was a part where Darby was laying on a stretcher and Christian just does a, a frog splash off the top rope on the ground where he is on the the stretcher. Yikes. It was, yeah, it was really, really messed up. And then after he gets his win, Sting uh, comes out to the aid because everybody is beating down uh, Darby even more. And, well, first I got to back up. You know how Christian is just known for, yeah, well, too bad your dad's dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a sign, second row, Christian Cage is still better than my father. My dad. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I did see I did see that one, yeah. <laughs> so just as <clears throat> Sting gets in there and they start beating him down, Nick Wayne comes to the aid of Darby Allen because they're, they're bros and – ends up taking the title away from Christian and his ringside where his mom is. And I was like, can we quit having family members by ringside? It's kind of getting moms old to me. and Christian. Yeah, everybody's about mom and dad dads is always dads and yeah. fucking mothers are astronauts. At least have your sister there. And people are like, don't hit on my sister. You know yeah. what I mean? Slap me. Oh, that'll happen with Ken Shamrock soon. Don't worry. <laughs> That's my, one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. Slap me. <laughs> so the... Uh, and I'm sure you've all seen and or heard by now. Nick Wayne goes, this is, you know, gets Christian in the corner holding the TNT title, gets next to Darby and goes, this is for everything that you've done to me. Looking at Christian and saying, well, you've done to my mom, what you've done to my dad. And I was like, well, what do you do to your dad? Your dad's already dead. Your dad's dead. <laughs> yeah. It, he didn't do it. I just want to say that. But. Maybe it's just the heat of the moment because the exact next thing he said or did right after saying that was clocking Darby with the championship to a pretty decent pop to the crowd being like shocked. They were not expecting that to happen. I knew it was coming a mile away. I saw it coming a mile away. <laughs> Who's talking? It, <laughs> it was very easy to see what was going to happen. I saw it. I was like, uh, he's probably going to turn on Darby right here. Am I going to make sense? Because this whole they've already father been teasing it for shit. four weeks. Yeah, yeah. And they already teased, or they already had Air Fox turn on Darby. So my money says Nick Wayne will be back in a week. That's okay, right? And then we get the what we talked about the Grindhouse Death Proof type opening with the featured presentation. You get the uh, it was kind of like the Mexican Mexican guitar playing in the background or something like that and him driving that that car and next thing you know ed shows up and we've already talked about it you think you know him and comes out to cundalingus was that right metalingus cundalingus i like cundalingus a lot better i I, i'm sure you do who doesn't So that was a very very long pay per view, and then we had yeah, no a shit. I'm tired. Do we, media to, scrum. do we have to do the rest of this show? Not really. Yeah, <laughs> it's been an hour. So media scrum. I will just run through real quick. It was funny. I already talked about MJF. You know, saying the name and Tony's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I swear to God, MJF's like, well, good night, everybody. Yeah, he rolled. Kenny his Omega eyes. said it so many times, but I I think he was also. It's I think it eventually clicked with Tony like. He's been this for 25 years. It's not catching on this quick. Even though we all right. knew his name, still not going to catch on that quick. Uh, to me, it was really, really funny because 
Omega's like, I'm not really, he was like calm. He's like, I'm not really used to doing these things, you know? And Jericho's like, I told him it's all good, man. But it's a great thing. But like, that's kind of how they opened. And Jericho is going out and talking. And then they give the chance for Omega to talk. And what he said was actually really, really good. It was insightful. I liked hearing it. But it was extremely long-winded. And it's one of those things where I was like, this is probably why you shouldn't be doing these things or whatever. And you look over and Jericho has his fist to his cheek resting on the table. Just kind of like, <sighs> like just waiting. You know what I mean? And Spit Tony's it out, like, son. Yeah, but Tony's like, I'll suck your dick, TK. I'll suck your dick. He's got these cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> and the best part if you haven't heard it it was christian just belitt- belittling brian alvarez alvarez went to ask him a question and he just tore him up he was like uh you know what did you think about uh nick wayne when you first saw him wrestle and he goes i've never seen nick wayne wrestle he goes oh uh and then he goes have you wrestled brian and everybody in all the all the other guys in the room just start laughing. He was tearing them up. It was really good how he was doing it. He stays rating character. I got to be honest. I don't want to see Edge and Christian team together. I kind of want to see them no. feud with each other right it now. should be a feud, 100%. Oh, my. But, but, I mean, no, but it was the almost obvious that maybe they would. But, but I don't want their first meeting in a tag team. Get them in a fucking one-on-one match at full gear. It's your next pay-per-view. Oh, just go God. for it. Make it for the TBS title, or, yeah, TNT, whatever the fuck that each guy carries now, or whoever, whoever's yeah, got a goddamn belt. The TV title. But, yeah, I would love it just to go one-on-one. I'm like, because Christian's having probably one of his better runs of all time. I loved his 2011 run when he, uh, after Edge had retired, and he won the world championship, and he turned right. heel against Orton. That mm. stuff was great. This is so yeah. good. He's great. Heel, heel Christian. But not great like- matches. Yeah, he's one of the lone bright spots right now in uh, in AEW. I agree with you. I almost, you know what I kind of want to see? I kind of want to see Edge cause or cost uh, Christian to lose the title. So it's, a, it's, not, it's not hanging over their match. So they can just focus on the match against each other without the title being involved. I'm okay with that. I you can absolutely be, absolutely be okay with that. And it's funny because the, uh, just take a look, man. Christian headlined all out 2021 which is to me regarded the best pay-per-view i think that aew put out right the one in chicago punk's first night back the bucks and lucha brothers cage all that shit yeah he headlined that pay-per-view against kenny omega he just headlined wrestle dream antonio noki celebration right against darby allen a hometown guy and won and at what age good for you christian i i that's a very i I've I've always thought of him as an underrated wrestler, but he's not one of those guys I've ever gone to and be like, oh, that's my guy. I'm a huge Christian fan. I'm like, he's he's good. But now yeah, the more here. I'm watching him each week, I'm like, he is on fire. I love it. Hey, man, the last thing I got to bring up to you before we uh, head into other segments is got another pay-per-view this Saturday or this Sunday. It's WWE and it's Fastlane. Jim Uso tagging with Solo Sokoa. Officially taking on John Cena and L.A. Knight. Um, I did see a great meme. It was a picture of Kevin Nash just working out and said, this dude looking like he's ready to throw L.A. Knight out of the rumble. And I was like, <laughs> I? Yo, the way all their shit's been going back and forth, I wouldn't be shocked they booked Nash and L.A. Knight at WrestleMania. I just, yeah, I'll I'm pull just saying. string on the way to the ring. 
<laughs> my neck, my back. Uh, in the world title match, it's a last man standing between uh, Shinsuke Nakamura challenging again against Seth Rollins. The SmackDown Women's Championship is EO Sky versus Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. The LWO in a six-man tag will take on Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They're not officially named Hurt Business, by the way. It's just Bobby and, and Bobby and the Profits. Token Black Stable. Now, oh, that's a that's a missed Motown band. What? Bobby and the Profits. Bobby and the Profits. <laughs> anyway, and you got the tag titles. A match that we've again seen on Raw multiple ways, different ways. Same match, different day. It's Finn Balor and Damian Priest defending against Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. You think that's a lot. You know what? I got a lot to bring to the table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my gosh! Not really. Not a whole lot to bring to the table. I do have to bring <laughs> up one thing. I we're just actually one just quick glad thing. that we're it's done a- with AEW pay-per-views. Oh my god, yeah, Jesus. Uh, the, there's a movie that my wife had watched while she was down with, uh, the old vid recently got sick and she watched knock at the cabin, which has Batista in it. Batista. Yeah. And she was like, you gotta see this. And Friday night I ended up watching it. Did you see it? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. I think it was pretty good. I think it was well done. I think it's, it's more of a heartstrings movie, but here's what I got to say. That's why I'm bringing it up. Everything I've ever seen Batista do, mm-hmm. he's playing the dumb Neanderthal, or he is just the monster cop, or he is whatever. Sure. He's playing a school teacher, and he just happens to be a really big fucking guy, obviously, with a pug head. But it, but you like him because he wears glasses. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not only that, it's how he talks. Yeah. His voice never gets above this right here. I mean the entire movie, even to the point where they, they fucking shot him in the arm. He's like, I told you, you have to make the decision. Yep. I was like, he's real just subtle throughout the whole movie. It was really good. I mean, I can't say the acting was phenomenal by the little girl and things like that. You know, some, no, of, the, some but... of the things were good. But, but then there were some great moments in the movie that fucking tug at your heartstrings, I think. Um it's not a full blown horror movie or suspense movie. I think it's it's got it's it's an M Night Shyamalan movie. So you yeah. got yeah uh, thriller, a little bit of really, yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought it was really good, man. I was just kind of impressed with Batista in the movie more than anything. Yes, one hundred percent agreed. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. not one I'm going to be putting in that top thirty and needing to readjust my <laughs> no, my no, list no. anytime soon. No, I don't think so. What do you got, my man? Well, I, hey, man, yeah, I think we already kind of talked about it. Just got back from Canada, second trip uh, twice in once month at a point where a fucking border even figured that one out. Um, yeah. Hey, Joe, you I motherfucker. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah, it was our 20th wedding anniversary, so we went up for a couple nights. It was really nice. Hit the casino. That's where we watched the Bills game. Did a little bit of, played the sluts a little bit. Um <laughs> You know, just walked around, did a little shopping. Uh, they did uh, they do fireworks over the falls every night till like, uh, nice. yep. I think, the next couple of days. Uh, so we watched that. That was really cool. The one night we watched it from a little further away, one night we got really close to the point where we were getting enveloped by smoke. Um, 
but yeah, man, it was just uh, it was just uh, another one of those trips where I didn't want to go home. It was a lot of fun. Wish we lived like that all the time. Found a good chicken nugget store, which was nice. This place was nice, man. They had this chicken nugget store. They had a lot of cool swag. They had a it was a twenty ounce ceramic coffee mug, right? It was like a, one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. And on the side, they had sculpted a bowl in, and the handle was the mouthpiece. Oh, nice! So it's like talk about a wake and bake coffee mug, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's multi I like that. That's right? nice. Got to be a bitch to clean. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I had to black out for a minute there. Um, who loves playing the slots? What what was it? What is that? What movie? Um, Miss Congeniality yeah, Two. Oh, okay, I like playing the sluts. Yeah, okay, thank <clears throat> you. I knew it was something. I, uh, I do have to say, you know, with Canada, um, uh, um, I, I, I shit, I, I forgot. Oh no, no I know what I was going to go with. You said your anniversary. It was your twentieth. Twentieth, yes. Mine was 11th just uh, yesterday. So what what day is your anniversary? 26th. Of September? Yes. Okay. So we're October 2nd. And I bet you didn't know this, but like in a week, it is our anniversary here at the Top of Wrestling. We started in oh, October wow. of 2019. Yeah. Just like you remember one of the first intro. things we did was analyze the uh, Hell in a Cell that had a DQ. Oh, my God. Was that one of the first episodes? Yeah, because we oh said it was a tale God. of two pay-per-views. You had AEW <laughs> uh, something, and then you had this. And now, if we did the same Flip kind flop. of thing, which we technically do on a weekly basis, it, it's a total flop. Wow. My, my how the turntables have turned. <laughs> Let's go to the wars. Monday Night Wars! Hollywood! Hogan, if you ain't part of his clique, then you're not gonna make any money. They get the Learjets, they get the limos, they get everything. They get to wrestle whoever they want and when they want. And they're always the main event. And you know what? He probably even couldn't tie your wrestling shoes. I don't think they have a limousine uh, tonight. Not now, they don't. So I'm telling you this right now, I can't do nothing by myself. You can't do it by yourself or you, but we can do it together. United, La Raza, man. I'm talking about what we are. We're Latino. I want you guys to join me, man. LWO, Latino World Order. Together we can do this. We can go against you. Wow, unbelievable. ICP! <laughs> you suck! And I can't believe these guys. I brought one other visitor, another special guest. What the hell are you doing? M- Mr. Socko! <laughs> Say hello to Mr. Socko! Mr. Sarko knows you've been feeling mighty bad, so he's gonna give your boo-boo a big hey, kiss. <laughs> You're gonna what? Hey, hey, ah! No, Mick, please. Please, just Mr. leave. Mr. Sarko! Please leave, please. Damn it, leave. And take this crap with you. Take it out. Take it all out.
get out! Mr. Sucko. That dirty bitch is back with Val Venus again. Best injury I thought that we could really come in with. Hey, it's a Monday Night Wars and things just don't change. That's right. Headbangers are still, for some reason, def- uh, deciding to fight with ICP. Val Venus is flaunting uh, Dustin Reynolds' wife. And, well, Vince man, he's in the hospital in one of the most infamous nights of Raw in history. Two very, very... Big things happen, and a big character is born out of all of this. And, as you heard already, you got the formation of a new stable in WCW. Not a bad non- Monday night. As they say, break it down. Well, it's October 5th, 1998. We'll start with Raw. Uh, they tout three main events. Some things never change, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be The Rock versus Undertaker, Ken Shamrock versus Kanye West, and uh, our opening match. Nothing? Kanye okay. West. <laughs> that would be pretty cool, Mike, though, don't you think? <laughs> thought he faced Kane. Kane, yeah. <laughs> our, our opening match is uh, X-Pac versus D-Lo for the European title. China and Mark Henry are both at ringside. Henry's taunting China the whole time. Uh, X-Pac goes over the top rope to Henry, but Henry catches him, runs him into a post, rolls him back into the ring. Frog Splash, D'Lo regains the title. Very short match. Uh, Henry on his way up blows blows kisses to China. Uh, kisses, tongue jabs, whatever. Tongue, you yeah, call it, yeah. Whatever he's tongue punching, yeah, yeah. Tongue punch in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we see uh, that Vince McMahon is at an undisclosed medical center, and he's screaming because he wants apple juice. I don't want grape juice. I want apple juice. Um, we see the uh, we get a brief video of the oddities playing touch football earlier, and it's just about as much of a shit show as you would expect it to be. So there was that. Uh, speaking of, we get the headbangers in in, uh, in the ring cutting a heel promo. They want ICP. Oddity show up and he says, "Go get those clowns." So they come out and they tell him, "Hey, come to come come to the ring by yourself. We'll show you what real heavy metal is." Well, fucking amen to that. As terrible as this all is, at least I've got a side to take. <laughs> and he they never just, thought it would be the headbangers, right? Exactly. Cornette loves those guys. You know that. No, he loves those guys. Not not. A, not not the gimmick. I'm talking about the wrestlers and their ability to huh. work and their personalities outside of the ring. Yeah. He loves those guys. Uh, yeah, Violent J took a fucking brutal headshot. I like that even much. Uh, oddities uh, obviously are on the slow side, a eh? because it takes him five minutes to come out and make the save. You were just at the top of the ramp. You knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, and then one of them yells, "ICP, you suck!" and it gets a pop. That's what that was I the popped. best part. Yeah. Thrasher, yeah, just gets on the mic afterwards just to say that only. Yeah. Good moment. It, yeah, it was something. Anyway, uh, we get a recap of Heat. Austin uh, found he was searching uh, for McMahon. Then he ends up in the production truck, finds out that they had a remote feed to McMahon in the hospital. Um, so, uh, yeah, he used an axe to cut the cable. 
It's all about the visual, I guess, huh? So uh, we cut back to the hospital, and uh, Mr. McMahon, you, ha- you have a visitor. He's a, he's a real big fella. It's mankind with balloons and a small box of chocolates. At uh, first, he gets he- all scared. He thinks yeah. it's Austin. Right, yes, yes. Uh, my apologies, yes. Uh, no, I, I had to bring that up because yeah. you see him like nearly shit his pants for that one. Yeah, I don't want any visitors. Uh, Vinny's got a sweet tooth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, and while he's looking through the chocolates... I have to do this. I got to bring it up. I just let me. I, I have to say it. All of a sudden, he, oh, he brings in the uh, some the clown chick clown. Yeah, and while McMahon is distracted with that, McMankind goes down to the ground, and up comes. Well, it's Mister Sacco. <laughs> say hello to Mister Sacco. <laughs> he has like a weird squeak in his voice, Mister Sacco. New character's born, man. And who would have yep. thought that shit was staying around? Yeah, no shit, right? And it probably wasn't intended to. McMahon probably fucking loved it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the, my, the, my favorite part about this is he's you know he's got the patient monitor on, and it's, it's beeping the heart rate, right? And you can hear it go up <laughs> when everything's happening. It's fucking great. I love it. Uh, next you get... And then as he's kicking them out, you hear the yeah. one more... The whistle, he's got the, the big the whistle thing. Whistle. Yeah. And, and again, that's that's when you hear the heart monitor at like its highest. It's hysterical. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Uh, next, we have Vader versus Mark Marrow. Sable joins commentary. And um, Sable does a promo on Jacqueline while she's on commentary. Uh, Mark Marrow hits a low blow into the Marvelocity. That's what they're calling it. Great name. Uh, after the match, Jackie cuts a promo on Sable, says, you want a piece of me, bring it on. Sable goes in there. Marrow stops Sable and, and says, you're only upset because you could never satis- me, satisfy me. Sable slaps Marrow. Jackie pounces on her, and they apparently had scissors the whole time, and they cut off a piece of uh, Sable's hair, which causes Weave. her to go into Ken Shamrock mode. Oh, I know. Yeah, I was like, oh, that bitch going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to cut that bitch. <laughs> uh, my version of this is also showing that she is going to be appearing on Pacific Blue. If you remember that show where the fucking guys ride around on bicycles at the yeah. beach and try to pull you over and shit. Um, but she's in a jail and she's wearing basically just like a sports bra only. And you see her go, you want to go? And I was like, oh, so she's her on Raw. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. They show yeah. you a couple of promos of that. Uh, the writers are stretching to find out what else a real man's man does. So this week, Regal is making orange juice by hand by just squeezing oranges. Real man would. Yeah. Only a bitch goes to a store to buy it. A real man just bites into an orange without peeling it. <laughs> I just felt I just feel like Pitty. I tasted it and I, I just I have to take a sip of something now it's gross so next Edge comes to the ring he's supposed to be facing Owen Owen comes to the ring in his finest Canadian flannel Owen <laughs> it, it starts talking about his thoughts on injuring Severn um, kind of a creepy promo in hindsight so uh, yeah yeah I guess yeah but also it's playing off of this is his now second 
injury, he feels. But when he saw Dan Severn laying there, I saw my wife and my kids. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea where this is going? Honestly, I don't. And if I were a gambling man, I would say it's back to the Blue Blazer gimmick somehow. So it's either that or going to work with Jeff Jarrett. But I think Jeff Jarrett and him might be a touch too soon. I think he's going to Blue Blazer next. Man, I loved Blue Blazer as a kid, but... hmm. So did I, man. Saturday night's main event was when I was introduced to him as a kid. Yeah, he was a man. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, well. Next, we get Kanye versus Shamrock. (laughs) There's a kid wearing uh, in the front, like on the hard cam. Got a shirt. Venus Envy. Nice. See what he did there? I get it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Take her hey, You know what I forgot to say? At the uh, Wrestle Dream pay-per-view, chick wearing a fucking Josh Allen jersey in the front row the whole nice. night. And I was like, nice. Here we go. I'm like, I'm into this pay-per-view. And, you know, then everything else happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Tony picked the straw up. <sighs> Never put it down. What are you talking about? So anyway, uh, yeah, Taker ends up coming out to ringside. Kane goes up to the top rope for a move. Taker gets on the apron. Shamrock goes after Taker. He drops down. But while he does it, he grabs the top rope, which ends up crotching Kane. Shamrock mm-hmm. hits a superplex for the win. Taker's already on his way to the back, and Kane storms back to chase him. And the main purpose of this, and they keep talking about it on commentary, is these guys are going to be facing each other at Judgment Day for the vacant WWF championship. Yep. With Austin as the ref. Yep. So I, they're, even though they're the brothers of destruction, especially over the last month, Taker still cost Kane this match. Mm hmm. 100%. Yep. And Kane, that's like, besides Austin pinning him, I had to think about this. It's the only time I've ever seen him get pinned. Shamrock pinned him. And I was like, when's the last time I've seen him get pinned? It was the night that Austin beat him after the King of the Ring. And that was it. Mm hmm. Crazy. Uh, we see Val Venus found the wedding ring. The kitty cat was playing it, playing with it. And then that dirty bitch goes back down. <laughs> she had the double uh, uh, bow hair, you know, like the dirty bitch. Yeah. Anyway. Dirty bitch. I think that's all you got to say. So next we get Valvinas versus Gangrel. She took over Sunny's spot. Have you noticed Sunny's not there anymore? Yeah, right. <laughs> She's in ECW at this time. Yep. Yeah. Uh Tammy. Yeah. With uh Yep. With Chris Candido. Yep. Um, yeah, so this is hilarious. When I first this has nothing to do with the match itself, but when I was first typing the notes on this, I actually accidentally typed Alvinus. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> so. Imagine if that's what they went with. Yeah, I know, right? That'd be hilarious. Uh, so Michigan State was home to the legendary Magic Johnson. Well, tonight with I Val thought it Bo- was going to be an AIDS joke. I yeah, swear to well, God, for all the sex stuff that Val Venus brings up, he goes, "So this is the home of Magic Johnson." I was like, da 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 AIDS, AIDS, <laughs> full blown. <laughs> <All right. laughs> he says, "Well, tonight with the big Valboski in town, it's home to the real Magic." Johnson. Okay. That has AIDS. That has AIDS. Probably. Or herpes, at least. 
Uh, Christian with Gangrel come down to the ring. Uh, he's actually named as Christian now. Uh, they might have mentioned it on Heat, but this is the first time I'm hearing it. Uh, they also call it out that it's Edge's brother. Uh, Edge comes through the crowd. Wow, isn't that weird? 25 years ago is when I'm we get Edge and Christian. We just going to say, man, the craziest of timing on that. Yeah. It's him arriving, the, the meeting of them, and now they're even at odds right here. Edge right here is not fully with his brother. It's holy shit. Did they try to plan this? <laughs> no way. Great timing. No. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Edge comes through the crowd. He confronts Christian. Uh, Gangrel, Gangrel baseball slides. Edge hits a DDT on the floor. Uh, Christian joins in the beat down. It's a DQ. Uh, JR calls Christian Christopher at one point. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And then we get a bellhop slash theater usher show up with a gold envelope. Val reads it, looks shook. It's the gold dust music. The lights go out, and uh, it's it's the personal invitation to Gold Dust's world premiere next week on Raw. I, you know what? This is great. I love that he's going back to Gold Dust, and I love that the crowd seems so into it. And I'm very disappointed mm-hmm. that in a very short amount of time we're going to be getting seven in WCW. I know, and it depends how long we hold on to the wars. I don't think we'll last all the way into. 2003 and it's a shame because I would like to see the gold dust when he stutters if you have not watched videos of him he broke Triple H on Raw so many times with things that he was doing and saying like he was just like if he was going to say and we're going to fight for the world championship like you're like he was it's not funny I don't think but he was electrocuted so it was okay it's wrestling it's okay sounds like D yeah, it's a bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this feud is going to still be going Venus and now Gold Dust instead of Dustin Reynolds. There you go. Rhodes or whatever the fuck he is. So uh, Austin, they show a clip from Heat. Austin uh, headed to the ring while Shane was on commentary and Austin confronted Shane. And Shane's basically like, no, no, that's my dad. I ain't got to fuck with me. Austin ends up taking out Jeff Jarrett and Southern Justice um, and ends up face-to-face with The Rock. They have a nice little stare down. All right. Next, you get Al Snow versus Jeff Jarrett. Slaughter shows up to talk with the ref. Um, one of them did the the Sabu launching leg kick. Al Snow did. Uh, I thought that. I don't know if that was on purpose or if it was, a, you know, like a homage or whatnot. But uh, Snow tries to sneak up on Slaughter. Jarrett uses the chair on Snow. Slaughter ends up crotching Snow. It's a DQ. So we're still doing this whole Sergeant Slaughter El Snow thing. Hooray. But we're going to have, I mean, this, obviously him, his head, it's going to be a very ongoing thing here in WWF coming up, um, which is really weird timing. Maybe it's because for him it's 25 years ago and someone interviewed him about it. Uh, he said he went to uncomfortable lengths to keep the kayfabe going with that. When he would even just go into like a restaurant, McDonald's, whatever, he brought the fucking mannequin head in and sat it on the table and had to look like a fucking psycho. But I'm like, that's what you did for kayfabe, and I miss okay. it. Yeah. I really miss that shit. Yeah, now they just look like regular twats. Yeah, now MJF is hanging with, or like, like even Dominic Mysterio is probably hanging with, you know, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and everybody all together. To, you know. Right, yeah. Probably. Boo. Boo. Next you get uh, Road Dog taking on Mark Henry. Actually, I think it's X-Pac. I don't even know what the fuck happened in this match. Uh, Road Dog had a blow-up doll saying it was playing the part of Billy Gunn. Uh, 
being played by Mona, a.k.a. Mrs. Mrs. Ass. They find the paper that was from last week's segment. It, Henry Mark Henry is suing China for sexual harassment. Um, yeah, Road Dog gets the win. Ah, the old reverse psychology. She won't date me. I'm going to get her with a lawsuit. That bitch's going to have to have a date with me in court. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, at least he doesn't drug her and take her through a drive through uh, chapel in Vegas. Wow, for a second I thought you were going with a Bill Cosby joke, but just Triple H yeah. and Stephanie. Yeah, no wonder they're getting enough. divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to get it. You're still going to bring that up after all these years. One fucking pill. I like your fucking uh, your idea better. I still don't own the company. <laughs> um, yeah, next, there's not much to say. It's the segment. Yeah. It is, it is hearing a metal bedpan ricochet off of Vince McMahon's head. And then Austin... And you getting... know, he was like, hit me. Oh, yeah. Fucking hit me with it. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a real one. They oh, could have went with in. a plastic one for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, this thing went ping off yep. his head. Yeah. Ping, ping, pow. <laughs> I wish I was big just once. Yeah, and one part that I don't remember is Austin gives Vince an enema at the end of it. With the with like a camera, basically. Yeah. Uh, and that ends up becoming the most edited part. You only see a lot of it, or, and then he goes, oh, yeah, well, here you go. And then it, with the uh, static. This, no, they... That they showed it. night. Because I remember watching this live, and then I was so disappointed on all the other replays, and they didn't show that. You know, not that I'm like I'm into ass play, but more like, I'm like, I just wanted to see that part. I'm like, wow, they deleted it. I'm like, did it go too far? In all those years, I thought maybe it was. But, yeah, this was a, uh, just a great moment. I mean, and the punching of the leg. It, yeah. Ha, 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 the whole time. Just all of it. And then you're, beep, beep. well done fantastic i'll take it from here nurse and he immediately knows to get oh i know (laughs) he immediately knows (laughs) which the crowd didn't catch on until he took the hat off completely with that was bald because they didn't hear the i'll take it from here nurse they didn't like it wasn't as big a pop as him catching it Right. It wasn't for the live crowd, is what I'm saying. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But it's only going to get better and better oh, yeah. each week mm-hmm. with this feud. I can't wait. Yeah, I think there's at least one a week for a couple months here. Because, again, I can see some of the screen caps in, uh, on the cock. So. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they're ruining it for you. Spoiler. Yeah, but that's all good. <clears throat> all right, main event. We get The Rock versus Undertaker. Henry and d lower at ringside. Kane eventually comes down. Uh, Taker has his leg across Rock's throat. The ref counts it as an illegal hold, but he technically got a three count. It wasn't counted, but it was just a weird spot. It didn't make a lot of sense. But mm-hmm. These didn't guys are up. so good. You know, it's fine. We'll let that one go. Uh, we had a ref bump, a double clothesline. They're both down. Kane gets a chair. Taker and Rock are back up. Rock reverses an Irish whip. Kane, uh, Taker goes into the ropes. Kane hits him in the back with a chair shot. Blatant, no mistaking it. Um, rock bottom, the ref is still down. Kane just walks to the back. Taker ends up getting up, hits the tombstone on the chair, and gets the win. So very interesting. He still I was didn't shocked. Yeah, still didn't give still didn't cost him. Taker still gets the win. 
I I was very pro Undertaker getting the title around this era. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, come on, I want. I'm like, maybe it was because I was always like, wow, how he lost it with Michaels cracking him over the skull with the chair and Brett getting it, and then after all of that, it, uh, or no, he super yeah, the, oh yeah, then he it, then I had to fight off Michaels, the broken back, all that shit, and Kane. I'm like, it's time for him to get the championship back, especially if he's gonna be a heel taker right now. It's the time to put it on him. I thought they should have right here. I think it's almost about a year before they put it on him. Yeah, definitely. I agree. You know, you know me. <sighs> okay, you ready? Hmm. Did someone bring their mom to work this week? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I spoil something for Nitro? Let's go. Uh, I don't think it matters. Uh, the first eight minutes is commentary recaps. Saturn versus Lismark Jr. Saturn wins. Kaz Hayashi versus the Cat. The Cat wins. Wait. Back up. The first eight minutes is recaps and conversation. And then all of a sudden you're... (laughs) Wait, now we're starting the show? What the fuck was all that? What was I just watching? Yeah, exactly. That's why, and which is kind of funny that you brought that up earlier. That's why I had to re-reference that. But yes, okay. Then it was a quick squash. This was a night of squash matches, by the way. Oh, yeah. Big time. I just named two. Uh, let's see. Oh, why don't we make it three? Uh, Jerry Flynn versus Juventud Guerrera. Disco Dungpile joins commentary. Cuts a promo on who he calls Hooven Stooge. Uh, Shivani calls out Disco for lying about his weight. And uh, Hoovy wins. At this point of the like show, we get <laughs> we get our third video package on the DDP-Goldberg match. Half the show has been promos on Halloween Havoc. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you get Wrath versus Volano 4 or 5, the one that didn't almost get paralyzed the other day. Yeah, Wrath the Wrath. one that's not dead. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, another video package. We see the Hummer limo show up in the lot. It's the Wolf Pack. They ambush the black and white locker room. Um, they fight throughout backstage. They see Lapar- I You see a shot of Laparka in a mask. He's wearing his mask, but he just has a T-shirt and jeans on. Fucking yeah. hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Um, Sting finds Bret Hart. They're fighting in the main event for the U.S. title tonight. Uh, Sting gets in a forklift. Rams Hogan's limo lifts it, dumps it, flips it. Uh, they're just going full smashy, smashy on this one. And then Sting's like, yo, you got a knife? Nash, you got a knife on you? Where's your knife, bro? I want the knife. <laughs> Give me the pick. Give me the pick, man. And Sting yeah, what's, slashes what's the crazy tires. It doesn't, is, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's on its back at had, this point. Yeah, it, yeah. You're slashing tires for a car that's already flipped. But also, how the fuck did you learn to drive a forklift all of a sudden? <laughs> He's not forklift op- certified. You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. It just, and you handled it really well. It's just really weird. But I guess that's better than going to do something and it conks out on you like we've seen in a lot of instances. Um, but yeah, the, and oh my God, I can't wait for the line of the night that made me laugh. I, just when they interview Kevin Nash, when they're looking, go ahead. Oh, I wonder if I caught that. We'll find out. Uh, let's see here. Next, you get Damien versus Hector Garza to kick off hour two. And Eddie Guerrero shows up. Hey, what has Bischoff done for you? And for you. He's carrying a shirt. And right there, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, nope. He says, hey, man, I can't do it by myself, but we can do it together. La Raza. <clears throat> he has an, he takes off his shirt. He's wearing an LWO shirt. 
gives them each a shirt and says, hey, we're going to do what it takes to get a piece of the cake or pie. Um, yeah, and uh, the LWO was formed. This has been the most exciting thing on the show so far. Yep, and it's crazy because knowing that that happened and then today I was prepping our you know, doc and I'm like, this coming Saturday, the LWO is taking on Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business or whatever, and I'm like, Wow, life is crazy right now. I'm like edging Christian, the LWO. We're just running it back on everything, man. Yeah, some things just don't die, right? Like yeah. Vince McMahon. Wolfpack's in the parking lot. Mike Tanay approaches him. Asked about Hall. He's not here, but I know the bars in these towns. Nash says, I'm going to go find him. There's one of six places. He's, he goes <laughs> like this. He goes, this is the line I was talking about. And he goes, and I, you, you still haven't found him. And he goes, yeah, well, there's one of six places that he could be. And I know every bar in this town. Let's go, guys. <laughs> That's fucking great. Uh, I like a good alcoholism joke. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel less raging about mine. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> Substance abuse. <laughs> Next week, it's psychosis versus Kidman. Kidman retains. Then we get a Warrior VTR. Uh, he mentions April 1st, 1990, the Toronto Sky Dome, and then says words and snarls. So, <laughs> uh, We got a Scott Steiner promo package on Rick. Scott and Buff come to the ring. And uh, I don't know if I've just been skipping ahead and I'm missing it or if this is the first time that he said it. But he goes, this one's for all you freaks out there. First time. <laughs> yes. I forgot. As soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's my that's one of my favorites. It's a night of first for this whole segment. Hang I on. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, so Rick comes out, calls them both sissies, faking their injuries. Um, and uh, Rick mentions, this is the same arena where, Buff, you broke your neck. And uh, I got somebody back here who doesn't think it's a joke. It's Judy Bagwell. At this point, I wrote, <laughs> fuck this show. Oh, I swear to God, when I was watching it. I'm laying down watching it and just chilling out. And, and as soon as he goes, and you know what? I got your mother here, Judy Bagwell. I go, oh, we're here already. <laughs> oh, shit. This bitch is going to be on a forklift Forklift soon. before you oh, know Sting it. Oh, Sting probably operates it. Oh. <laughs> it all makes sense. That's where it all came together. You know, Buff was back there with his mom when Sting was flipping the car. He's like, hey, what if you sat on top of one of those for about 20 minutes? <laughs> Try it out. We'll come back later, Ma. <laughs> yeah, Mama runs him down, slaps him. Uh, Scott tries to grab her, but Rick gets him, and Judy drags Buff away by his ear. There you go. Uh, during the commercial, Brian Adams and uh, Scott Steiner jump Rick. Uh, Scott is going to be facing, uh, I'm sorry, Rick's going to be facing Adams right now. Uh, Scott's involved, uh, gets involved while the ref's distracted. Dylan comes out with security, gets Scott to the back, and uh, Rick makes a comeback for the win. So Scott Steiner actually gets a win. Look at that. And they do half of the beatdown in a match during commercial break, and I have to kind of show you later because they're too busy showing you the same video packages over and over tonight. Pretty much, yeah. Nailed it. AEW. Oh, I mean, I'm at WCW. Yeah, close enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we hit hour three, thank God. Uh, Wolfpack shown going into a bar. Nothing there. Hogan and Bischoff come to the ring. I'm surprised it took him to hour three. Hogan must have been late on his way to the arena. I don't know. Uh, we see David Flair at ringside. 
Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, Hogan says, I'm going to make sure the history books are written the way I want them. Well, that still fucking applies to this day. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Uh, Next, you get Cannon with Raven versus DDP. And uh, again, I I think a first. Cannon coming down the ramp. Who's better than Cannon? Nobody. That's a first as well. Yep. Um, (laughs) I saw a sign. Mm-hmm. Edge steals moves. Wow. Dude just got there. Holy shit. He's like two weeks in. Right? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Moves. Lodi shows up. Canyon starts to choke him. DDP hits an over-the-top rope splash to Canyon. Raven hits DDP with a cutter, but DDP is able to kick out. Uh, Raven ends up attacking uh, Paige with the microphone, but Goldberg makes a save. Big pop. Uh, DDP and Goldberg are face-to-face. Dylan's trying to keep them apart, which, you know, they don't fight each other. They just have a nice face-to-face, and the crowd's hot. As if you didn't promote this match enough during this fucking show. Uh, Wolfpack and Tanae are at another bar, the new Brooklyn Tavern. Uh, Nothing. Next, you get the Disciple versus Lenny Lane. Disciple wins with like a half-cutter, half-stunner thing. Uh, Calls out Hogan, says, I'm done carrying your bags. I'm my own man now, now and forever. Took you fucking long enough. Hogan and Bischoff come out. I'll see you next week. I'll be your barber again. (laughs) And here we go. Oh, I know you were waiting for this one. I've been waiting for it as as, as much as this show sucked. Hogan and Bischoff follow a disciple. You know, they come out, they talk to him on, uh, you know, and Disciple just walks by him. So they end up following him to the back. They end up in in the locker room, and he's not there. He's like, he was just here. Where is he? Where is he? And Hogan looks in the mirror, and there's Warrior just, like, making faces and lifting his arms. Bischoff doesn't see it, but commentary does. (laughs) That's weird to me, too. Hogan sees it commentary sees it and he goes right there and he goes i don't see anything all right that's weird then yeah yeah i, I think bischoff should have freaked out as well but exactly e- yeah either Hogan's way ta- yeah it was a cool moment yeah no it, it's it's iconic I mean, it's really the only good thing that came out of the warrior thing but uh yeah warrior! So- <laughs> uh we hit bar number three and it's funny because Tanae's Tene, been following him around. He goes, man, the quality of the establishments is sure declining. <laughs> yeah, so it's a shittier dive bar each and every time. Hall's there. Uh, Beatdown commences. They fight on the pool table a little bit. They end up, Hall and Ash end up in the bathroom. The door closes behind them. And it's weird because, like, Conan and Luger, like, they, 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 it seemed like they didn't know how they were supposed to react. They were kind of guarding the door, but at the same time, they're like, is it locked? Can you open the door? I don't know, man. Did you try yet? I don't know. Try opening it. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's doing in there. I don't want to open it. You it was touch just it. weird. Oh. It was weird. Let me pee in the door. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> they open the door. Fucking Hall's head is in the fucking turtlet. And uh, yeah, that's that. Um, long-winded promo by Eric Bischoff in ring next. Um, he says, uh, Flair's more of a coward than a fossil. Arn comes out and he says, this is a horseman town last I checked. Uh, and I got a new job description. I'm in charge of head games. Uh, Flair's here. Bring him on down. And Flair's kid Reed comes out with the fucking dope-ass bowl cut. Trevor? 
Charlotte. What'd you say? Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I sort of kind of surgery oh, can you know, be done over joke. the weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this kid has the bowl cut of all time. The bowl like, cut. It was. So here's the thing. Pretty animated. Do you remember, like, as we've been doing this, there's been, like, a few shows, pay-per-views, and nitros, where we see the same kid with the bowl cut? I think it's him. If it's in the WCW, like, this Carolinas, maybe. Yeah, it would make sense, right? Charlotte used to go to a lot of her dad's uh, events. (laughs) Yeah, we should just move on. Yeah, let's do that. A lot of times Uh, it's in Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Reed is wearing a singlet and has his medal from the tournament that, you know, he won that Rick went to. Uh, Reed, the same one that she wears at WrestleMania. You fucking knock it off. (laughs) God, just because she has a bigger dick than you doesn't mean you got to give her shit. I'm good. I promise. You're good. Okay. I I probably. Maybe about his hair and his acting skills. Well, Maybe one more Charlotte joke. It, it is funny because he says, I'm here to handle my dad's light work. Um, I saw a Which sign. is a good line to Eric Bischoff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was a sign in the crowd. Getting Oldberg. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one. Reed does a single leg takedown a couple times on Bischoff. Bischoff Bischoff goes after Reed, but Arn stops him. Uh, Reed flashes the four for the four horsemen, and then they bounce. Shouldn't hit a girl. And um, so we come back from break. Bischoff's in the ring, but with Liz now. Bischoff's like, I want Flair now. Get him. Get him. Tire on the phone. Get him on the phone. I almost feel like Bischoff's like, hey, you know how when you're at Luger's apartment and he just fucking yells at you and degrades you and tells you to go get the pills? Let's do a promo like that. (laughs) Well, if we're going to do it, if we got to get in character, I'm going to need at least an hour worth of bumps. (laughs) And I mean both. Yeah. (laughs) Up the nose and in wrestling terms. Um, so eventually she gets somebody on the phone, Liz does, and it's Beth Flair, uh, Rick's wife, and she cusses him out. Uh, the filler music hits, um, and, uh, the black and the white come to the ring to try to surround Flair, but the horsemen, uh, are there right at the same time, hold them off, Bischoff powder. So there you go. So main event, Sting versus Bret Hart for the U.S. title. Bret comes out and he's like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go to the back. Sting chases after him, and they start brawling. Sting gets the death lock on while they're backstage and then just walks away, and that's it. I'd be pretty pissed off if I was in that arena. Oh, yeah. Your main event is completely backstage. You're watching mm-hmm. on little things back then. Mm-hmm. At least it's not as bad as, remember the time at... Uh, the TV? They rolled out the TV. SummerSlam 96 for the Boiler Room Brawl. Oh, my God. They're like, it was the carts that he rolled out for school. They put TV. in front of all the yeah, people at ringside. Yeah. Oh, I'd have been real mad for that one. Yeah. So there you go. I think Raw took this one for me, but what do I know? I think it did. It was, it was a better show. Just a couple of memorable moments. You got LWO. You got the Mirror Warrior. Charlotte's first appearance. Now we could just go to our top topic. 
ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order, based off the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. I mean, how can you call yourself the Lone Rangers? You're not exactly lone. Where am I going with this? Well, this week's top topic is kind of inspired off of the movie Airheads, where who would win the wrestling match? It's one of our favorite iconic moments. You know what I mean? Here, we'll even play the part. ODM, who would win in a wrestling match? Lemmy or God? God. Eh. Lenny. Trick question, dickhead. Lemmy is a God. There you go. All right, I got another one for you. The rest aren't going to be like this, but who'd win a wrestling match? TK or a maggot? <laughs> All right, let's uh, get into this game. <laughs> I wanted to do matchups that you never had seen. That are kind of your all-time... You put them together in 2K. But we've never actually had the chance to see them. But who would win in a match? And some of them are right within their same era. So it's not like John Cena versus Bruno San Martino. It wasn't happening. It's You know what I mean? So it's somewhat within reason. And I'm going to go backwards here to some of the bigger ones. But yeah, the first one... This okay. Here we go. Dean Malenko versus Zack Saber Jr. I don't know why that one is, and that's everything I just said it wouldn't be. Huh. We we're talking works, obviously, right? Yeah. We'll just say, just in a wrestling match, let's say these guys got it on Malenko or Zack Saber. I'm taking Malenko. So am I. I feel like the Ice Man takes that one, even though I, I, he's faster. Zack Sabre, I feel like Malenko would be the one to, to take that match. Mm-hmm. Usos versus the Young Bucks. Usos. Oh, fuck. Man. I almost feel like I got to take the Young Bucks. I hate to say it, but. See, I want to take the Usos because of how I watch a lot of their matches. Against New Day and 
with Bar New Day. and everybody. And so you see matches like that, and I'm like, I think everything that the Bucks do is just the same thing, you know? Again, slapping the buttons on the 2K game and seeing what you can make out of it, a bunch of flippies. I would actually say the Usos, to be honest with you. That's just yeah. me personally. Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. You remember, we need sound sometimes on this show so we don't go Yeah, I know, talking. Like I do words, accidentally with stuff. editing. I can't hear the smoke <laughs> coming out of my ears right now. Yeah, that's a tough one. I- I'm going to go Joe. I think, yeah, because Suzuki's that guy that puts everybody over anyway. He'll mm. just show you a really good beating, but I think Joe would take that match as well. Bruiser Brody versus The Undertaker. Well, they have wrestled. Well, but I'm talking like some prime kind of wrestling. Oh, no, absolutely. We're going to call it. Yeah. Oof. Um, wow. All right. So I am obviously a taker mark. I'm going to say taker because I feel like that win would be super impactful because it'd be like taker fighting Kane, right? I mean, that's a fucking, that's like the apex of your competition right there. So I'm going to go with taker. Almost like a passing of a torch, too, with eras if he did it the right way. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they, I mean... It's a guy you couldn't beat. I still love the the thing of Lex Luger being in a cage. And he's like, I just need to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> uh, this one does take a step out of the age issues, but it was one that kind of came to mind. Macho Man versus CM Punk. Wow. Um. That's yeah. That's a that's a tough one. Um, both have excellent ring psychology. Yes, and Punk likes to play mind games. Brandy does too, but he also likes to play the the right games that take out limbs or work on the right things. Like right. I, I'm personally me. I'm going to say Randy on this one. Really? So I was going to say Punk only because Macho is psycho. Right? He's got good ring psychology, but he's just psycho and he'll go ballistic. Punk's the snake. Okay, fair enough. I like that one. In a match that we'll never get to see happen, likely, Roman Reigns versus, and I'm talking, we're talking Tribal Chief Roman Reigns versus Kazuchika Okada. Okada. The ring. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it is, but yeah, I could also I mean, see the, I mean, everybody else, I mean, has fallen to Roman, and I could see Okada taking an L as well there, but... That's the thing, um, I mean, man. As wrestling. much as Okada, I'm not puts just saying who can out wrestle someone. I'm saying no, you no, have no. your dream match. Someone yeah. books it. What's the outcome? Yeah. Here's the thing. As much as Okada puts people over, he doesn't let people beat him that often. And I don't think he would let Roman beat him. That's fair. Still put him over. Kenny Omega versus Seth Rollins. A WrestleMania match. You know oh, definitely. I mean? I'm not saying that's what the stakes are. I'm just saying, like, you it, that would have tore up the house anywhere. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. Fucking time law, uh, time limit. Time limit? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm almost just going to be okay with that one. That's kind of funny. Uh, this one's kind of a, a random, but it was put together. Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Chris Jericho. Versus the Bible. Versus. Oh, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, versus Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, Blackpool Combat Club. Isn't that a match that just happened? <laughs> uh, with Benoit? I, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. And Guerrero. <sighs> yeah, Benoit, Guerrero, Jericho. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Ric Flair versus MJF. We're talking prime, dirty Flair, prime, dirty MJF, if you want. Or the new guy, whatever you want to call him. I feel like I'm going to go with Flair on this one. I am on the same page. Yeah. MJF, almost it would almost be like, you're trying to be me, but you got to beat me before you can. To be the man, you got to beat the man, right? And no, you're just, you're, you're not there yet. Two matches that kind of happened, but they never really did. They were in a tag match, but never really the right one-on-ones. The Rock versus Scott Hall and Steve Austin versus Kevin Nash. So each one is a one-on-one. Rock versus Scott Hall. Let's let's talk about that one. I think end of the day, if you're doing Scott Hall NWO, Rock wins. If you got Razor, I don't know, man. He was kind of an unbeatable fucking bastard. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a tough one, and it's hard to kind of switch between the two. Uh, let's just get Austin and Nash out of the way. Austin wins that one. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm going to go. Yeah, man, I think uh, I think it comes down to that. I think you're right. I think if it's NWO Hall, Rock wins. If it's Razor Ramon, Razor wins. Fair enough. FTR. Versus the Brain Busters. I knew you were going to say it, too. I knew you were going <laughs> to say it. You yeah. have to. You have to talk about this one. It's. Yep. I think it's, it, it, I mean, it's a mirror one way to the other. Yeah. Um, it, it's one of those ones where I would be like, time limit draw. And I think FTR has a lot of great stamina. You see them have some tremendous matches. But something about ring psychology and just the right cheating, I think the Busters would take it. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. I, you know, I want to automatically go FTR just because I'm a mark for him. So, but I think that's reasonable. The ring psychology and and the heelish nature to do anything to win, um, and just more years of experience. Yeah. Each team's carrying a gun. You got Cash Wheeler <laughs> on one side, Arn Anderson with the Glock on the other. So shit's even. At least you have that. Man, I didn't write that down. That just came to me. That's that's, that's fun. Good. You know, I always I always like the tag team that was thrown together of rated RKO Edge and Randy Orton, where you're like, eh, come on, why are we just slapping people together? And you see them work together, you're like, thanks for putting them together. This is cool. Yeah, I right. like this. All right, so I'm gonna give you one just like that. Rated RKO versus Sting and Lex Luger, because they were a team that was always kind of a makeshift together and. I think that, you know, especially with the Wolfpack days, things like that, but even before, even in the early 90s. I'm going to go with rated RKO on this one. Yeah, I think something stupid would happen because the faces, when they are faces, are just dumb. And Mm -hmm. Luger's probably pilled up. So anyway, um, Bret Hart versus Kurt Angle. Ooh. Got to give it to Brett. Oh, man. I I say that, and I think it would end up being angle by an angle slam, not a tap out. 
Mm. Even though, like, Probably. man, one of my favorite matches with Angle was him versus Shawn Michaels, and you know, Shawn tapped out at WrestleMania, and I was like, oh man, it's it sucks when you tap out. I wouldn't see Brett tapping, but I could see the Angle slam. Mm. Yeah, no, that could work. Kind of like the Danielson uh, Zack Saber match. Exactly. Well, that's dumb, according to some people. Which is really funny, by the way. I uh, I said I was going to give ratings, and I never did. We'll just wait until Melters comes we'll out, and we'll just them. talk yeah. them then. They're all going to be four and higher uh, anyway. Oh, that's true. Uh, last couple of ones here. Um, AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels. Wow. Yeah, man. I'm just just throwing, just blowing minds today. I'm going to go Styles. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I think that that would be the one I could see Michaels taking that that loss and Mm -hmm. doesn't have to win. Now, if it was in a trilogy, Michaels takes it in three. Yes. Splitting them up. Yeah, I think think Sean, it'd be be a a tale of HBK or Sean Michaels willing to do whatever it takes, but AJ being like, fuck that, I'll do anything to get this win. Yep. These two are just my, it's the last two I want to bring up, but I thought they would be fun to discuss. First, Hulk Hogan versus John Cena. We're talking your real American prime, Hulk Hogan. Right. And Cena, you the golden child. Yeah. Wow. Um, This is just a co-main event. <laughs> I'm going to go Hogan. I think it would be Hogan only because he wouldn't want a job. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I have to. That doesn't I, work I for me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you got someone real younger than who I'm already married right now that you could pass over. All right. This one is, to me, I I play this on 2K as often as fucking possible. Big show. Versus Andre the Giant. Historically, I would say Andre. Okay. Realistically, from like a, let's say like an announcing position, Big Show was pretty mobile compared to Andre. Right. So I feel like, I feel like Giant could get more offense in and be more damaging. My call is Big Show beats Andre by count out and he celebrates like Lex Luger when he defeated Yoko in 93. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sounds like No, I I'm like I want him to be a, I that's my point though. I'm like maybe by a count out or some stupid shit. I'm like I don't know, not really beating Andre cleanly, but if yeah. we're talking primes of each guy. You know, I mean, the the Andre that everybody saw at WrestleMania 3 that everybody loves. That's not the that's not exactly the end. prime Andre. No, man, but but Prime Big Show, we've seen do some really cool fucking flips and shit like off of the top rope in uh WCW on Nitro. Now yep. we're starting to see less of them as we're noticing by the way, which is uh a sign of him heading over to WWF very soon too for our show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just that was one of those ones I had to bring up. But I would say it's probably Andre by cheating. Yeah, Haku and uh, yeah, everybody gets involved. There we go. Hey man, like I said, it was just one of those who would win the wrestling match. It's kind of oh, one of those like it's 
got to break them down sometimes and see what's the uh, the real wins. I didn't see us really disagreeing on too many. A couple. It's probably about the par of what I thought it would be. Next week, not only are we going to be back with a movie. It's one that was inspired by, like, man, almost like six weeks ago in a conversation. Somehow it got brought up, and I can't wait to talk about it. It was This movie was one of my favorites as a kid. It was like Hell a 83-ish yeah. classic. Big guns. And not only that, we will be back with, oh, wrestling. That's right. Hey, it's the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. He's got five words for you to take into your ear hole. Tongue punching the air, eh? The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks! Oh, it was fantastic. That steak, man, that I got. I was, uh, I know you've been to Morton's before, right? Yes. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. So I always have wanted to just go and spend ridiculous money on a steak just to, just to do it, right? Because I, li- I like steak. Yep. And I've always wanted to do it. So we were just out on like Falls Boulevard or whatever. It's the main street, you know, where the casino and all the little st- st- stores are, you know, right near uh, Clifton Hills. And, um, yeah, so we see this thing, Prime Steakhouse. I'm like, oh, let's go for a dinner there tonight. All right, so I whip out my phone, make a reservation. Everything's lovely, right? We we get up there. It is. It overlooks the restaurant. It's on the tenth floor. It overlooks the falls. And I look at the menu. Nice. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they had a wagyu steak, and then they had a Kobe A5. By the way, we're having sandwiches on the way home tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right, pretty much. <laughs> So I'm like, and I told her, she's like, fuck it, just do it. So, but the guy told me he had a, they had a special, it was a a Wagyu ribeye instead of the A5. And I asked him, I said, which one to get? And he said, well, the restaurant would tell me to have you get the A5, but I'm telling you get that ribeye. I'm like, fine, I got it. It was a buck 20 American. Damn. Now. Wait, wait, wait. Total for. The no, meal that's or just, just the yours. Steak. Just the steak, no sides. God just the steak. damn. Yeah, just the steak, no no sides, nothing. Like, do you flinch? Do you not? <laughs> Dude, 
I've never had anything like that in my life. This place was great. They cooked everything well. There, there was not one flaw in the cut of meat. It was, I probably could have cut it with a fork. I didn't stop eating it. I didn't feel like shit afterwards. Jackie got a tenderloin, seven ounce tenderloin. She ordered it medium. It was perfect. It, it in itself was a flawless cut of beef. It was beautiful. It tasted good. But here's the thing. After I was done with mine, I tasted hers. But how is but how is the meat that came to the table? I, 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 <laughs> I look at her, I go, that's a trash steak. <laughs> because after what I had just eaten, it was trash. And it was good. But it was yeah. trash compared to what I, I I can't put into words how amazing that steak was. It was insane. Nice. It's worth the penny. Sure. Yeah, no shit. And then watching the Bills game in the sports bar it was cool. There was a... Uh, each booth had its own TV, and they bring you out like a speaker so you can hear oh, the broadcast. Perfect. So we just sat there and watched the game. Which is funny because you couldn't hear the refs anyway. <laughs> I know, right? Well, according to some Dolphins fan, oh, the, the refs are helping the Bills win the game, which we all know is bullshit. Is that Crosby? Oh, yeah. Ri- all right, bring it up when we bring the game up. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Wait, say it again? I'm a phlegmy bitch. Oh, okay. Is that why you got up? Yeah, I'm fucking congested. I was just sitting in the back of my throat. Oh, because... And it's not even Saturday night. I heard someone go by... (laughs) I heard someone go by and make a sound and you made a look. And then a little while later is when you got up. I thought you went to go lay a smackdown on someone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't... You're like, yo, I got this. I'll be back. (laughs) I'll be back right quick. No, it was... It's funny because she, I think she was taking Vinny to baseball practice and she's just, I, I could hear her walking down the hall, you know, our floor's creaky. It's not a big house. Right. And I just hear, you know, I hear her walking. I hear, all right, bye. I love you. I'm like, I hope she's not yelling <laughs> at me right now. <laughs> like, you know, that's picked up on the mic, right? I'm about to put like a red light outside of my door. That way when I'm recording, it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no bullshit. Hillary bought a. For a long time ago when we had the house, a doorknob thing says recording in progress. And I've always had it everywhere I've gone when I do recording. And it became a thing that even when I do the podcast, I put it outside there. Sweet. Yeah, I'll have to get something. Yeah. It doesn't stop the fucking dogs. But, you know, I mean, Hillary's pretty respectful about it. Bro, we fucking, our first night, so we get there, we got up there late. Uh, We went and got some food. We saw the fireworks. We went to the casino. We got back. Probably got back to our room like one thirty-two in the morning. You know, pretty late. We, you know, most hotels there's two doors next to each other. You get some dead space and then another two doors. Right. We get to the door before ours. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> they fucking brought a small fucking yip dog. So now it's one thirty in the morning and we can't do oh. anything in our room without that dog fucking yipping. <laughs> and of course the owner's just like shh, shh. <laughs> 
Get the it, fuck could you out grab of me here. a glass of water? No, that dog's gonna bark. <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah, right. I just Honey, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I sympathize. <laughs> <laughs> you read all this in the same book? All right. I'll be back uh, in about what do you need? Five ten? You're getting five some time, Sudafed? Yeah, five ten, yeah. I won't be long.